0: Good morning, everyone. I am glad to be here, glad to see all the visitors that we have today. Obviously, you came because you heard there was fantastic preaching here at LaGrange. Okay, maybe not, that's fine. Anyway, um, the Out of the Pulpit number six went out this morning. I decided, since YouTube recommends you release them at 5 p.m., that I would go ahead and go for it. 9 a.m., 8 a.m., whatever I set it for this morning, perfect logic. And I don't, uh, I haven't done this before, but I thought um, you could just see a little bit of uh, one of these to encourage you to at least enjoy the embarrassment of some of our members this week. It was coming through. I don't, it depends on where you are in this room as far as whether or not you get anything. And I've got nothing, so we'll just go back. But you just missed a hilarious scene of me humiliating Wayne, which would have made it all worth it if our bandwidth was working in here, but that's okay. Um, I have been, as I've stated before, a little overwhelmed with the way things have been recently. And, you know, as a preacher, as a Christian, as a person, you feel like you have some kind of responsibility to do something to uh, help make things better. And every week I think, well, I'm going to try to help make things better. And things just uh, keep getting more and more crazy. So clearly that's not working. That's not working out very well for me or for you. Um, So I... Did uh, some praying and some studying this week, as I am wont to do. And I just started thinking of, okay, let's talk about positive relationships. Because I think what's going on right now is I see a lot of relationships breaking down. Relationships that were there before. It's like you ever... Uh, know that crazy part of your family? You know the crazy part. Of and if that part of your family is you, then you may not relate to this. Um, but that crazy part of your family where when you get around them, they, they, they seem to drag you into their drama. And you end up becoming as crazy. And, and at the, by the end of Christmas dinner, you're going, oh no, huh? now No, it was you. And you end up shouting and plates are thrown. That never happened. You know what I'm talking about. You get you get around them, and things get nuts. I kind of think, or I personally have a, a policy of I call it the No Crazies Policy, where if you want to be in my life in a significant way, you can't be a crazy person. If you want to act crazy, that's cool. Just do it somewhere else, because the more <laughs> the more I sit there and deal with your crazy, the more I start to become crazy in my own head. Does that make any sense? The more I start, because when you deal with people, you have to kind of make sense of what they're doing. You have to understand where they're coming from. I've stated before, I'm a very empathetic person. So if I hang around with people who are just willingly being crazy, I'm gonna start to become crazy too. And suddenly I'm doing all kinds of crazy stuff I wouldn't have done before, saying crazy things I wouldn't have said before. And then I realized I allowed myself to be around crazy people. And now I'm crazy. If you can't relate to that story, you're the crazy person. Okay, just telling you. Um, So I started looking uh, through my Bible. Again, this is what I do sometimes. And um, I'm going to go to Philippians. And those of you who brought your Bibles can go to Philippians as well. It's a great book of the Bible. And I want to talk about the Philippian church just a little bit. The Philippian church is a church that um, Paul and Timothy and Silas really didn't even want to go to. But um, let's pull up a picture of Anatolia and Greece. How well can you guys see that? That's pretty good. I like the new lights. Alright, so they're going through... um, This is a line, if you can see it, from uh, Tarsus roughly to Antioch. And they were traveling around through what is now Turkey. And they call that Asia Minor, that part of Turkey back then. And Paul and Timothy and Silas had it in their minds. You know what? This is cool. We're just going to sweep around north and we're going to go to uh, Bithynia and we're going to preach up there. We'll just do a cool circle, and then we'll circle our way back to um, Jerusalem or wherever it is they were thinking to circle back. But if you remember in Acts Acts chapter 16, the Holy Spirit prevented them from doing that. And so um, Paul ended up having a vision of a man in Macedonia. And so... They ended up going over to Troas, which is where that line is. And on the other side, there is uh, Greece. And the top part of there, they end up going... Actually, I think I have a line for that. They end up going across there from uh, Troas um, over into um, Macedonia. And if you ever hear, we've heard the Macedonian call to this. You know that one? Okay, I was like a kid, I, I didn't get a Macedonian call, I don't know any Macedonians, I'm not sure what a Macedonian is, if they called, I'm sure I would have remembered it, but I don't remember. So now, when you sing that song, you can understand, we've received the Macedonian call, which means get up and go preach, because the vision that Paul had was that there was a man in Macedonia praying, please come save us. So, um, Paul had never even wanted to visit the church in in Philippi. He had no plans to go there. It was the Spirit that led him there. And it turns out, like this happens in so many uh, of the good relationships I have in my life, those weren't the relationships I was looking for. Those weren't the people I was seeking out. In the case of Linda, absolutely the relationship I was looking for, so... That worked out. Am I in trouble now? Okay, good. Anyway, um, but some of my closest friends are people I did not think I would get along with, and now we're really close friends. Or in some cases, people I actively disliked, and now we're close friends. But that happened in Paul's life, where he didn't even want to go to, to Macedonia, and he didn't want to go to Philippi, which is in the region of Macedonia. And they ended up being... Um, the most supportive church of him, they really were his. They weren't his home church, but they were they were the church that took care of him as much as he took care of them. And so um, they sent uh, one of their they sent Epaphroditus to Paul and um, to help Paul out in prison. Because we don't know where Paul was in prison at. It wasn't in Philippi. He was somewhere far away. So he could have been in Ephesus. He could have been in Rome. We really don't know uh, when he's writing this letter where he's at, but we do know that he's in prison. And as he's in prison, he is remembering his friends. His, the family that supports him. Um, the way, honestly, you guys support me and uh, he feels a lot of love for them. Now, why am I bringing all this up? Well, I thought, and if you uh, have been able to watch out of the pulpit number six, um, if, you, if you haven't yet, watch it uh, when you leave. Don't watch it now, because we, we get bad reception in here, and that's also rude. Just want to point that out, although it's probably more interesting. Uh, I was just thinking, I can't control the fact that millions of people are doing lots of crazy things to them. And me trying to push back against that isn't working too well, and it's just making me crazy. And I see a lot of people in social media and just people that talk to me who are trying to push back against that. And frankly, it's making them crazy too. If you're talking to your friends and family, I I can't believe... Okay, you're probably getting a little crazy. And if I'm stepping on your toes, they're they're healing steps. They're kitten steps on your toes. They're to heal you. To heal you from your crazy. Um, So the thing that we can do is I can't do anything about anyone in Seattle, for instance, or my home state of California. I know people in California, and I can affect them, but most of the people in California I have no contact with. But I have contact with a whole other group of people, people scattered all over the United States, and I have contact with you guys. And those are the people I can affect in a positive way. I can show... I can show the people in my life that I hear them, that I understand them, that I'm with them, that I am that I love them. I can do all those things to the people around me. So while I can't do anything about the negativity um, and fighting I see going on, I can add positivity in the world around me. And so I thought, if we want to look at a positive relationship, if we want to be different from the world, we have to be Different from the world. See if you can get your mind around that. If we want to be different from the world, we have to be different than the world. Man, that Steve is deep. I'm glad he's preaching. Okay, let me try that in another way. If we want to affect, if we want to change the world to be like Christ, then we have to approach the the world in the way Christ approached the world. Which is, I don't care what you do to me. I don't care what you do to me. I'm going to love you and I'm going to support you and I'm going to try to help you. That's what I'm going to do. And I thought in that vein, maybe, and again, God may call you to some other larger political thing. Then do that. Do whatever God tells you to do. For me, I haven't seen opportunities to do things like that. So, I just want to look at a positive relationship and try to be positive to the people around me. Hence, I'm bringing up Paul. And I thought, well, how about I just open up Philippians and we'll look at how Paul talked to the people he loved. And maybe there's a good example there. So let's go to Philippians chapter 1. While you're turning there, I just want to say I'm glad to see all the visitors that we have today. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Bless you. And it's good to see the rest of you too. With the exception of Jamie, as always. Um, But it's good to see you all today. Um, All right. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus. This is a letter. So he's saying, this is me. To all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi, with the elders and deacons. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for you all making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the Gospel from the first day until now. of Christ Jesus. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with all knowledge and all discernment. And I was reading that and I thought what a beautiful beginning to a letter that Paul was sending to the Philippians. And when he says you're partakers with me in my imprisonment, some of the Philippians were being imprisoned already for their Confession of Jesus. Um, and so I just kind of want to take some of these line by line and learn some things from Paul's writing that are a reflection of Christ Jesus in Paul as he writes what I believe to be an, a, a God-inspired letter to the Philippians. First of all, be gracious to those who love you, working to bring peace in their lives. There are a lot of people that you know that don't live at peace. If they're your brothers and sisters, if they don't have peace in their lives, that's not their problem, that's our problem. That's our problem. If we don't have peace and we have brothers and sisters not at peace, we have to pray for and help them to receive grace and peace. Because that's what Paul prayed for and worked for in the lives of those that he loved. I love it that I'm already getting to the deep staring portion of the sermon where everybody does this to me. That's deep thinking, right? Everybody's deeply thinking. Andy's fully glaring. I think you guys are trying to say, "What is Steve?" Am I incorrect? I'm trying to read the audience because you guys don't—you guys don't uh, emote the way you used to emote before the lockdown. You guys used to go, "Mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm." Now you guys just do that. So um, I'm not—I'm trying to read the read the crowd here. If you think I'm going in any certain direction. I'm not. I'm not making a bigger point. And maybe I'm reading something I shouldn't hear, but the whole point I'm trying to make as a Christian is I'm not trying to make a political point. And I know you guys have been surrounded by political points for however many weeks now. I'm trying to make a godly point. And if you're trying to figure out what side of anything I'm on, I'm not on either side. I'm on God's side. So if you're trying to figure out how to read that, why don't you stop trying to figure out how to read that as the world would have you read it and read that the way God would have you read it? You with me? I'm not here to serve anyone's purpose except Jesus Christ working in the world. Whatever that purpose is, I will do it. Whether it makes sense to me or not, I will do it because that's what the Lord has taught me to do. Amen? Bring grace and peace to the lives of your brothers and sisters because that's the loving thing to do. I'm going to keep screaming at you if you're going to keep staring at me. Got it? That's right. Be afraid. All right. (laughs) Steve did go crazy today. Did you see him? He went completely nuts. All right. um, Next part. Give thanks to God for the loving people he has put in your life. Are you doing that? I'm doing that. My family's doing that. I thank God for you guys. And I try to tell you, as many of you guys as I can, how much I love and appreciate you and how blessed we are to be here in LaGrange. Amen to that, wife? Thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving my family. And thank you... For all the things that you do to support me and Linda and Jesse and what's your name? Jennifer. Jennifer, that's it. Thank you for for everything that you do. And I do thank God for you. We all need to spend some time alone thanking God and listing, listing all the people in our lives that love us. Because right now we're getting lists of all the people who don't love us, aren't we? If you turn on the news, if you go on social media, you're going to get a whole list of people who disagree with you and who you feel like don't like you. Yes or no? That's what Satan wants. The truth of it is, I love all of you. And I love you because you're part of the same family I am, And I love you because those of you that I know, I've come to love even more. And instead of sitting at home doing this, this is me scratching my palm, instead of sitting at home doing that, why don't you put the phone down and just start listing the people that you're thankful for. I am thankful for Jamie, actually. I am. And I love him. I'm thankful... For Andy, and I'm thankful for some. Marianne, I'm always thankful for you. I mean, I'm thankful. Can't go through the whole list, it's gonna get embarrassing. But sit down and thank God for all the people He's put in your life. If you wanna press back against Satan's negativity, you don't need to go out and push back on other people's negativity. You need to look up to God and let Him push back on yours so that we can be the positive influence that lifts people up that heals the people who are hurting without judging oh well you shouldn't be hurting or you shouldn't be hurting no matter which side you think should of any issue you think should or shouldn't be hurting throw that out the window because we're like Jesus we heal everyone who's hurting especially if there are brothers and sisters amen we reach out to them Next, recognize those who have been by your side in the past and in the present. present. It's not just remembering to God the people you love. It's remembering that they have been by your side. Have they been by your side in the past? Are they by your side in the present? You need to be thankful for that gift. Of people who are willing to stand by you. And I've been married for yeah, 31 years. And thank God that woman has been w- willing to stand by my side. Now I, I gotta thank God for that every day, too. Have you seen her? Much better looking than I should be able to be married to, and yet there it is. Thank you, brother but there's a lot of people who have stood by my side in the past and there's a lot of you who are standing by my side now who have been with me in the difficulties and have been part of my success as a person as a Christian and I appreciate you for that and I want to thank God for that offer the encouragement of God's power you know there are a lot of people are discouraged and when when you're having a difficult time satan loves coming in and going oh man this is messed up (laughs) you're doomed (laughs) oh man you are never going to get past this one you've had it that's what satan wants you to think he wants you to forget the power of god to transform the the biggest defeat into the biggest victory The biggest defeat in the world was Jesus Christ nailed to wood, tortured to death because He was God's Son. And that was turned into the greatest victory, the salvation of all mankind through Him and the placing of Jesus at the right hand of God. That's what God does. And Satan wants you to forget that. And when your brothers and sisters are having trouble remembering that, you remind them. You go by their side and you say, you know what? I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I know God's with you and I know I'm with you. And I know God is more powerful than anything you think you see. And we have to do that. We can't just, we can't just go, oh man, that's a bummer. Because you guys know I don't watch the news because I, I get too wrapped up in it. I get upset at people. So I just ah, throw it down. I don't want the 24-hour news cycle. But that doesn't mean I can just sit at home and, and read or play video games or whatever. Play my guitar and pretend like nothing's going on in the world. That's not okay either. What I have to do is encourage the discouraged. Reach out to those who feel Lonely. Support those who feel unsupported and not, that's why I don't take sides. It's not like I don't care which side comes out on which. I do care, but the problem is that's in God's hand. My job is to support people, not agendas or political parties. Do you understand what I'm saying? There are people hurting, and I want to help heal them through the power of Christ. And if we're going to show the light of Christ to the world around us, we have to be the group of people that you go, man, look at those people over there. They're involved, but not in a way that puts forth their own agendas. In a way that helps other people. who It looks like they shouldn't even be helping them, but they're helping them anyway. What's up with them? What's up with us is we love like Christ love universally and holy? That's what we have to do. And we have to be active in it. We have to be active. And I love this letter from Paul to the Philippians because just this little glimpse here shows us the kind of love we need to be showing for our brothers and sisters throughout the world. And we have billions of brothers and sisters throughout the world. And it's not just stuff going on here in the United States. There's stuff all over the world where brothers and sisters need our support and need our help and need our encouragement. And we need to be prayerfully saying, God, who do You want me to go to? Do I have a call to go to Macedonia? I don't think you literally have a call to go to Macedonia. Although Greece is beautiful. I wouldn't mind going there myself. All right. Bless you. Okay. Sorry I did that. That's not funny. All right. Sympathize and empathize with the suffering. Paul could sympathize and empathize with the difficulty of the Philippians because he too was in jail. But if we just say, man, that's a bummer, man. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry that's happening. That's a bummer. Wow. It's got to be rough for you. What are we having for dinner, hon? That's not what we're called to do as Christians. We're called, we're called to sit, we're called to rejoice with those who rejoice and to weep with those who weep. And it may not seem like a big deal to you. Why should I have to do that? If you've ever been in the midst of joy, you want to have people to share it with, don't you? The more people that share your joy, the more joy you have. Conversely, If you've been suffering and you've just had someone just show up and just appreciate how bad you have it at that time, doesn't that take your pain away just a little bit? If anyone's been there, say amen. Dennis, you're shaking your head. Say amen. This is not a nonverbal church. If you've had someone alleviate your pain just by sitting in your presence and understanding it, say amen. Thank you. I have too. I have too. And that's something we have to do. And we, you know, I'm always blessed for sharing in the pain of others, which sounds opposite of the way it is. Oh, I'm going to be bummed out, man. He's going to tell me some sob story, and oh no, I'm in pain. Blah, blah. That's what jerk part of my brain thinks. And that's how the jerk part of my brain talks, by the way, in case you didn't know. Uh, it's going to be a bummer, man. So, um, But when I go and I am present with people who are in pain, I'm blessed for it. And they're blessed too. And that's the beauty of the body of Christ. Right. right. Two more to go. Tell people you miss them. You want to talk about getting my toes stepped on? This is something Preacher Steve is not too good at. I've been getting better. God is changing me. God is changing me. But I tend to get sad when I miss people. And so it's just easier for me to hide. That's me confessing my sin. I need to do a better job of that and tell people I miss you because I do miss them. It hurts to think about. I'm getting a little moist right now in my eyes. I am. I miss a lot of people right now. But we need to bless them by telling them that we miss them. God has blessed you with people in your life. Bless them back. And it is a blessing to reach out even though it does hurt because we miss them. Last one. Bring the people you love before God in prayer. Then tell them that you've done it. What? My prayers are supposed to be secret. Isn't that like humble bragging to tell them that I've... No, it isn't. It is not humble bragging. Here's the example of Paul doing it. He's saying, I pray for you every time I kneel down to pray. You're there. And people need to know that. How many people do you have praying for you right now? How many people are you praying for? Do you keep a list? Keep a list. There's a lot of us that need prayer. There's a lot of your brothers and sisters that need prayer. Keep a list. Pray for them. Do not tell them you're praying for them if you're not praying for them. I, I don't think there's a worse thing you can do as a Christian, honestly. I think God would have a bad, bad opinion of that. But do pray for the people Put the people on your list, pray for them, and then let them know that you are praying for them, that you remember them to God in your prayers. Because that's what Paul did to the people he loves. So why am I bringing all this up? Well, because maybe you have a different part to play than I have. But I'm just a simple guy and I don't have so far a different part to play than what I'm playing. And I'm doing the best I can to play that part faithfully. Not be a hypocrite. Not play act, but be the person God wants me to be. And right now, I feel like everybody's trying to figure out what should I do. And as always, look no farther than God's Word to find out what you should do. What you should do is love the people around you in the way that Christ would have you love them. And we do have an example of that in the Bible. There are many examples. I just brought up this one example of the way Paul and the Philippians loved each other. And here's just a list of things you can do. Maybe you just do it today. Maybe you just do it this week. But do it. You know, I'm a therapist and I'm a CBT, which means you change thinking to change behavior. Well, it also works the other way around. And this is a very biblical principle that Jesus brings up, that Paul brings up, that God's prophet bring, prophets bring up. Sometimes, you can't change your behavior. You can't change your thinking until you change your behavior. It works both ways. Sometimes you can change your thinking to change your behavior. I think right now, our thinking needs changing, so we're going to change our behavior first and let our thinking follow. Does that make sense? So let's change our behavior. Let's stop as soon as we get home. I'm not calling out any names. But as soon as we get home, don't just start going, okay, who said what about me? Instead, find a way to do these things start off getting down on your knees and saying god thank you for all the people you've put in my life and i'd like to name them i'd like to tell you who i appreciate and what they've done for me and father i ask that you bring grace and peace on them that's step 1 step 2 is you talk to them say hey how you doing You know, I was praying for you today and I just wanted to talk to you. That's hard to do, isn't it? Yes, Steve, it's hard to do. Are you going to hold me to that? Well, you hold yourself to whatever you want to hold yourself to. I'm just trying to show you a path that God has revealed to me. And I do want to thank all of you who have prayed for me and been there for me And I want, because I'm calling myself out too. I don't just preach and tell everybody this is what you should be doing. I'm calling myself out too. I'd like to call us all to a higher level of love. And so, please love each other. Love the people around you. And let's let God do the heavy lifting of changing the world around us. Amen? if you don't have the love of Christ, you don't have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, if you don't have eternal life, you can repent and be baptized this morning. We'd be happy to do that so you can be part of God's family as well. If you have a praise for the family, if you want us to share in your joy, or if you would like for us to pray for you and, and we don't know, there's anything that you can do. If we can help you, Will you please come forward now while we stand and we sing this song.